The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Welcome to a brand shopping and a new episode of That's Odd. I am one of your hosts. I'm Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by the lovely, uh, the graceful, Aww. Christopher Chavez. What's up, Chris? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> How's it going, buddy? <laughs> That's me. What's going on, dude? Uh, going pretty good. Going pretty good. Uh, I've told you about some stuff going on in my life, uh, <laughs> dealing with some uh, family stuff. It's fun, you know. Everybody yeah. goes through things. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, we're ready. We're back with uh, that's odd this week. Yeah. Finally, and as long as as long as there aren't any canines challenging you to your manhood, yes, uh, we should yes. be we should be fine. <laughs> Which I lost too. <laughs> Just so people know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to not let people know what that means. I want them to take get, come to their own conclusions. Yep. Yeah, just let them think. Uh, I'm, welcome all fan art and or uh, <laughs> stories. <laughs> that and you think this is how we come back after missing a week. <laughs> yes, because we've been we've been doing pretty good for about a couple months here. I mean, there were times yeah. where we missed a week or two, uh, but for about a month and a half now, we were, were consistently putting them out. Uh, you know, but like the, like you said, stuff happens, life happens, holidays happen. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, we got a little thrown off, but we're back and, uh, no canines were hurt in the process. No, no, just my feelings. (laughs) 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 But I said canines. Oh man. Uh, We're just going to add, let's, let's never ever tell what we're talking about. No way. (laughs) No way. No one's going to know what that means. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's the best way to do it. Oh, I expect man. a lot of great uh, story, like uh, fan fiction from this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If my brother's not doing fan art for this, this is good. You know, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, me too. You hear? You hear us, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you yeah. So, so that's odd. Is back. Um, normally we do, you know, a current story, and then we get into our story, our, uh, our respective stories that we bring for that odd. It's not a, just one, you know one uh what's the thing presentation right uh like history creeps um but to speak on what we're i was just saying is is current stuff do you have any news stories because i don't have anything uh i don't think the thing i was telling you was current enough no it was it was was interesting though yeah it's odd i'll tell people to go check it out uh weekend weird has an article about a real life wizard in New York City subways. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm laughing over here. Uh, I'm one. I, I'll let people. I'm gonna let people in behind the curtain here. Uh, is it the dog? We have a yeah. <laughs> we have a we have a dog here at my house. That's not our dog. Uh, we're doing my aunt a favor, and uh, this dog, who I was told was a very quiet dog, is not at all quiet. Uh, but what's funny is my cat, who is almost always quiet ever since a dog showed up. Uh, she's been as loud as she's ever been before. <laughs> so now she's going crazy. If you hear her meowing in the background, uh, that's my cat just saying hello. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear it actually. But no worries, it's all good. Yeah. Man. 
<laughs> uh, so there's a wizard in New York City. Yeah, so there's an actual wizard in New York City in the subways. So if you're if you're out there and you see this dude wearing the long robes with the stars on them and the pointy hat, and he's got a legit long white beard, uh, go up and talk to him. He's gonna he'll help you out with your day and maybe give you a spell or two. Oh well, yeah, I put a spell on you. Check it out though. The Weekend Weird website has this uh, article on it, and there's this, like a seven and a half eight minute video on this guy. And I was telling you about the beginning of it where he has this weird experience in his bathtub that made me go, whoa, I got to see the rest of this. So uh, definitely check it out. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. You always want to hear a story where somebody starts it with, I had this weird experience in a bathtub. <laughs> exactly. It's almost as, <laughs> as weird as something happening with you and a dog and your feelings yeah, being and my, hurt. <laughs> my feelings were hurt. And my manhood was challenged and I lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is That's Odd. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, you're telling me you got a kind of sort of three stories to tell in a way. Yeah, kind of. So um, when I was looking into how, how I wanted to do this, a lot of times I really like to look into some of the weirder and odder, you know, people in our in history, some of some historical figures. Uh, and I came across um, one of these list kind of websites and, and on it was a few of these people that were I, I as I read you know, knowing who these people were, I couldn't believe what I was reading. And it made me think, this is strange. This is odd because my whole life growing up, I've never heard of some of these things. And uh, why is that? Why is it that in, you know, I'm looking at these characters or these historical figures as kind of revered and looked up to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we're kind of in uh, this old quote unquote day and age now. Uh People, what are we calling it now? Cancel? Like we're canceling people in a yeah. way? Yeah, cancel culture. Uh, when, yeah, whenever we figure uh, something out about somebody that's not so great, so we yeah. uh, we quote unquote cancel them. Exactly. Uh, but our our history of of uh, historical figures uh, throughout history and pop culture, honestly, is just kind of filled with very flawed people. Very, and and that just kind of goes to show that you know. Um, how quick we are to judge as a society now. I don't if, whether it's good or bad. It, life would be completely different if we had this back then. Some of these people we wouldn't yeah. look at, you know, in, in the same way. Uh, people like Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, I know that name. I know you know this name. Every little kid in the world know this name if you grew up uh, going to school here in the United States. And I'm sure maybe in other countries he's mentioned because uh, he kind of invented something that was extremely important to everybody, which ended up morphing into something everyone carries in their pocket anymore. The telephone. That's right. That's right. So we all know this, right? I remember as a kid doing the little experiment in the room with the, the, the two plastic cups and the twine in between them. Yeah. And the string. Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell. Did you know that this guy, though, was a complete, devoted, anti-death activist? He so What's, what's that mean? <laughs> he was against deaf people. He did not like that. He felt like they were inferior, that they were genetically inferior because he was a huge proponent of eugenics. Do you know what that is? Uh, fill me in. Basically, the idea that people with disabilities um, or have any kind of defects should not be allowed to contaminate the gene pool. They should not be allowed to reproduce. They should be kind of shunned away from society. No one should give them the time of day. He attempted to, this so, is uh, this is leaning towards Nazi ish thinking. Well, according to Gra Alexander <laughs> Graham Bell, deaf people were especially threatening to quote unquote normal 
society, and he worked tirelessly to keep them down. He attempted to have sign language outlawed, deaf teachers thrown out of schools, and marriages of deaf, deaf individuals banned. Uh, he was also in favor of sterilizing deaf people. Well, what a piece of garbage. You never would have thought this, but then you start to think, no. is it because they weren't going to buy his product? <laughs> I, yeah, they would technically have no need for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's like, yeah. or or was he like spurred on to invent this to kind of show like, look, only we can get to, you know, to to a higher evolution. You guys won't even be able to hear what we're talking about from country to country. Yeah, what a weird way to think. Yeah. Did you ever know anything about that? Did you know anything? No, I know. that's the first time I've heard of this. Well, now I've changed they don't teach you that. They do not teach you that in, uh, in history <laughs> no, class. Not at all. And, and here's the other thing. like It's it's one of these things where it does kind of make you look at these people differently. Oh, yeah. You know? I still remember when uh, when I found out like some of the truths about Columbus. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, like, yeah. I was like, man, I, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, Columbus. Oh man, what an adventurer! What a dude! I was what, uh, man, what an important person. Then I found out all this stuff about him. I was like, man, what a what a jerk! I was so proud to have the same first name. I have the same first name <laughs> as the guy that discovered our country. It's all right. He didn't really discover it. Later on, I was like hiding my face. I'm like, oh, just call me Chris. Call me yes. C. <laughs> call me C for short. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah. ask you something. Um, you, you. Well, I don't even have to ask you. I know for sure you are a huge student of the Civil War. Um, yes, Ale- or not Alexander Graham. Uh, you know Abraham Lincoln. Um, right. So you know who Ulysses S. Grant is, aside from being a yes. president himself. Right, he was uh, the main general for the Union side during this time. Yes, sir. He worked very close with your favorite president of all time, Mister Abraham Lincoln, uh, vampire slayer, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little known fact. <laughs> people don't know that about him, but yeah, he really killed a bunch of vampires back in the day. Look it up, kids. It's true. Yes. Ulysses S. Grant um, led the Union Army, like you said, to, to victory over the Confederacy. He helped end slavery in the U.S., um, and he was literally looked at as a hero to millions, right? Except you would never know the dude was a racist. Like how, like how, how so? Like how, how <laughs> you ready so? for this? Yes, please. So while it's true he believed slavery was evil and he worked to end it, he still was a dedicated white supremacist. He believed people of different races should never live together peacefully. He also, after freeing the slaves uh, and becoming president, devised a plan. Uh, rather than to solve racial tensions amongst the whites and the newly freed slaves, he wanted to ship, uh, simply ship all these slaves back, uh, uh, people to an isolated island. The Caribbean island of Santo Domingo was to be given $1.5 million in exchange for allowing roughly 4 million forcefully relocated former slaves to stay there. The proposal actually gained frightening support for a while before falling through at the last minute. Wow. Yeah, uh, I think there's a term for that where uh, some people were uh, who they would like to say, "I'm not racist, but we should move all these right uh, all these people who don't look like me somewhere else." Right? <laughs> yeah, dude. I hate to tell you, that's still it's still racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know this about him? I th- I feel like I'd heard that somewhere. I had never known that. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Couldn't believe it, dude. Yeah, pretty wild though. 
Because when you say racist in Civil War, you just automatically going to yeah. assume it was uh, somebody on the uh, on the southern side, right? Wanting slave owning and and you know supporting that whole yeah. the whole what anyway. Um, here's the last one. This is the one that's kind of it hurts, man. This hurts. Uh, I couldn't believe this. Fred Rogers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I'm just kidding, dude. Um, he, yeah, there's no, there's no. Po- if anything ever came out, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I think I would just disconnect from society forever and just say I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know anything. I, I want to be I a think complete if there was ignorant a, person. Yeah, I think if there was anything about Fred Rogers, it would have came out. Yeah. I mean, he's been gone for so long now. So, oh, you'd be surprised. I just found out about Ulysses S. Grant, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You ready for this one? Yeah. I think you might know who I'm uh, speaking of, a Catholic minis- uh, missionary. She devoted years of her life to easing disease and poverty in India. She became an asa- officially became a saint in 2016. She was called Saint Teresa of Calcutta, also known mother? as Mother Teresa. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you about her? <laughs> Well, you might as well. We've gone this far. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. She uh, she was not too nice to the patients in her hospitals. Mother Teresa adhered to the nightmarish philosophy that the greatest gift a person can give is to partake in the sufferings of Christ. Therefore, she would stubbornly refuse painkillers to seriously sick or wounded patients and allow the wounds to remain open, wouldn't even allow them to be dressed or, or stitched up. The, stuff, the suffering she believed would bring people closer to Jesus. And even this crazy, you know, the, the idea that this, this is even, there's any truth behind this. Um, apparently, the, the, the facilities that she ran were just kind of really not good. They were all kind of run down. She encouraged her volunteers um, to remain medically untrained because she thought, quote, God empowers the weak and ignorant. So the people working at her facilities to treat these people who were sick, hurt, injured, were not to get any medical training. They were to treat these people the best that they could having prayed on it the night before. Uh, needles were often reused, which I mean, nowadays we know that's not a good idea. Maybe back then it wasn't, you know, but I think I have a feeling like it, that was still a big deal. You didn't reuse needles. Um, and people who could be cured of things, they were written off as lost causes. Nobody, I mean, nobody would take the time to actually help some of these people, uh, get better. So uh, even though she thought for her it was coming across as, you know, this is bringing you closer to Jesus, you, th- you should be thanking me, um, it's still kind of inhumane and not good. Yeah, yeah. Man. Ugh. Uh, Ugh, this, is, right? this is awful. Don't get me wrong. This is awful. <laughs> I'm this, sorry, this is the least dude. worst of the three. <laughs> Somehow. Right? Somehow. But good Lord, why, but... man. Oh, yeah. I read that. Like, like I said, I like to look up what some strange people, some odd stuff. I mean, I remember I covered that one guy that used to like to play practical jokes back in those uh, the Victorian days. Like that, yeah. that, that stuff makes me laugh. He goes and pisses on somebody. Who cares? 
but <laughs> <laughs> but when I come across the thing that that that's strange about some of these people is that they were actually kind of not good. Man, I was like, what? And then again, it makes me think how odd, how odd it is that we look at that this way and say, ah, oh, it's okay. We're going to look the other way because, uh, you know, we canonized one of them or one of them helped win a war. So let's pretend like he's not trying to ship all, you know, all the African-Americans off the country. Well, just think of how history itself would have changed. If yeah. we had social media during the Civil War, oh my right after God. The Civil War. <laughs> can you like, imagine Grant them would have tweeting? Never got a, Grant would have never got elected. Can you imagine them tweeting? Can you just imagine the tweeting going <laughs> yes. back and forth? What, oh, and, and like Lincoln throwing shade, like you're not a real president. <laughs> <laughs> and what was his and name Grant's in the like, South? Grant? Grant was like, "Why don't you just go to a theater?" <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got you and the missus tickets to the theater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on me, buddy. Oh, good lord! Oh, you want me to go with you? Oh man, I just I just got this. Something else came up. I uh, can't go. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh lord, that's crazy, right? Oh no, man, yeah, that was uh pretty depressing to learn about those people. And, uh, <laughs> so let's learn about somebody else, Chris. Let's learn about somebody who, you know, uh, in this day and age, uh, we're very quick to try to figure out when you're a when you're a guy. Let's talk about guys for a second, Chris. Uh-oh. Let's talk about dudes. All right. What's up, dude? dude? All right, man. What's if up? You're a real dude. Yeah. I don't know if you've been listening to other podcasts, but a lot of them are getting sponsored by uh, these pills that you can take that can help your uh, mm-hmm. uh, get a little. If you know what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't well, know. This why. has always been an issue with men. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why me talking like this is is me talking like man. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either. I don't know what you're doing over there. Um, but... <laughs> I'm on that blue but, uh, chew, our, son. But... Yeah, there you go. Let's, this episode brought to you by Blue Chew. They don't know it, but uh, yeah. Um, even back in the 1910s, hmm. this was an issue uh, that guys were trying to solve. Uh, you know, I'm having issues with uh with my uh, my little my little Jimmy or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I need some. I need something. Uh, so that they would go to the doctor and be like, "Doctor, can you help me?" Yeah. Well, in 1916 in Kansas, there was a Doctor Brinkley, and he kind of became a local hero of sorts for Kansas. Uh, he would open up a 16 room clinic. Uh, he would actually pay really good wages. He helped the local economy. He would even make house calls, and he would do these house calls. Uh, in 1918, there was a deadly flu outbreak, and he would even go to these people's houses during this. So he was actually looked really fondly upon at this time. Like, wow, this guy's great. Nice. Um, uh, and this is when he kind of came up with this idea for uh, male virility, or, or uh, you know, for uh, getting some little yeah. uh, pep in your step. No, oh, yeah, if you know what I'm saying. A little pepper yeah. in your. <laughs> yeah, a little pepper in your uh, uh whippersnapper. Whipper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Make the whippersnapper be more whipper and uh, <laughs> even more snapper. Uh, so his idea was, hey, let's take uh, goat gonads. What? And let's uh, transplant those into a guy. What? And we'll take care of the problem. <laughs> no way, dude. No way. And what's even? And I don't know we think this sounds ridiculous. Oh my god! This this gained national attention. What? He became super. Duper successful. Uh, he would go on to buy... He even got enough money to where he could buy a powerful radio transmitter 
and he actually became one of the first radio stations. He started one of the first radio stations in Kansas. What? And he would use this to advertise his uh, his clinics and remedies. He would reach a nationwide audience, and he would got to the point where he would treat about fifty people a week with these goat glands. Wait, what? And at, yes, fifty people a week. And where is he getting the, the goats? <laughs> these poor guys. <laughs> these poor goats. What the? What the hell is happening goats. right now? Yeah, these poor goats. A lot. He less had to be ripping people off. It had to be other animals, bro. There's. He didn't have enough well, goats. I'm telling you right now. He's ripping something off goats. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, and if you like transmitted the money that he was making to today's money, he was making about nine thousand dollars per person. I mean, oh my he was doing god! Fifty people a week. Yeah, this guy's raking in some money. Uh, so this is why he claimed goat glands. What goat uh, goat glands could do? Uh, they would help get the little pep in the whippersnapper, like we said. <laughs> little whipper uh, in the snapper. Impotence. And it, like even other ailments, he said that this this would help. Like uh, uh, you got something wrong with your foot? Here, take some goat gonads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Chris, there is a dark side to all this. Wait, that wasn't the uh, dark side already? The fact that goats got their no. nards ripped off? No, that is pretty dark. I, I agree with you. But actually, over 40 people would end up passing away from infections during huh, this. Huh, wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but however, oh my God. despite this, despite this, despite the fact that 40 people died, his business actually just kept growing. Oh my God. He would end up opening clinics and hospitals in several different states. Oh, my God. However, Chris, you know how it goes. The bigger you get, the more attention you get, for better and for worse. That's what they say. That I guess that's why the goat nards were around. <laughs> yes. So, apparently, <laughs> uh, he got a little... Uh, his goat balls got way too big for his britches. He got, I was going to say he got a little too big for his britches. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is when the critics started kind of moving in. Uh Oh, man. But he would go on for two more decades. Like, he would go for two decades doing this. Stop. Really? Yes. Yes. Until 1930. Finally, some of his critics convinced the Kansas Medical Board to really look into his career, look into Dr. Brinkley. And they discovered some pretty incredible things. Oh, here we Uh, go. First of all. Uh, he was never actually a doctor. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. He did go to medical school. What doctor in their to, right uh, mind would have thought that was okay? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. He did actually go to medical school, but he never graduated. <laughs> uh, he dropped out. I wonder why. They're and, like, um, this thesis, no, you can't do this. He's been reading too much Island of Dr. Moreau. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. But uh, but uh, some people were like, but I've seen his diploma. He's got his doctor's diploma right there, his degree. Well, yeah, he has one, but that's because he got it from a diploma mill. The ones that just crank them out <laughs> and give them to you, just pay the money. And oh, look, you're, you're suddenly a doctor. Oh, that's man. That's literally what he did. Oh, man. <laughs> so the Kansas Medical Board declared him in 1930 a charlatan. He's a charlatan. <laughs> And then this is when the floodgates opened. He would end up being sued numerous, numerous times. Mm. Just remember at this time, this guy was super rich. Yeah. Uh, He was incredibly successful. He had money out the wazoo, as they say. And, uh, but what's really wild about this story 
is that he got sued so much and then his career just really just fell out from under him <laughs> that he would die fairly poor. Oh. Uh, when he passed away, he had barely a dime to his name. I kind of don't feel uh, bad. <laughs> isn't it weird? I don't feel like, bad I feel at bad all. If he had fa- I feel bad if he had family who depended oh, upon him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't feel bad really for him. Not at all. He was he knew he was getting away for, with stuff. Good God. Uh, but here's what's even strange about this guy. And even a little, a little wild side note. Not only was he one of the most successful charlatans ever. You know what I think charlatans? I think of uh, the Western times when uh, those guys would go around in the Wild West like trying to sell their bottles of uh, stuff that would cure all. Snake oil, the snake oil salesman. Yes, snake oil. Yeah. I always yeah, think come back on, to the... Come on. I think back to Bible days because Bible stories speaking of the charlatans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come get your cure-all. Is your foot hurting? <laughs> Well, is, your, is your head bald? It works for both. <laughs> yes. Is your whippersnapper bald? Well, here you go. <laughs> Put some hair on that whippersnapper. Uh, but uh, he was also actually, strangely enough, a pioneer in radio. What? He was vital in growing radio to uh, to where it become fairly successful. He's one of the first ones to actually really make money advertising in radio. He's oh, a pioneer in no. advertising. Yes, because he bought his own radio station and he boosted it and made it even more powerful. And he would buy more radio stations and he would just, you know, during he would actually have programs on there. And then during the commercials, he would like roll commercials for his own stuff. And it was wildly successful. You know, this was before television, so all you had was radio. And uh, it worked out pretty great for him for two de- over two decades. So this guy, uh, who was known for uh, putting some uh, goat balls into a guy, uh, was actually at one point fairly successful because of this. God, and it sucks to say, like, the medium of podcast has evolved from radio, obviously. That yes. it evolves for from one of the pioneers putting goat balls into men that couldn't whipper their snapper. Yes, yes. Yeah, it'd be like if me and you today uh, tried to decide <laughs> if we just Where's stuck right now. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's roll this commercial. And this commercial is just of uh, us trying to get people to come to our, our quote-unquote clinic. <laughs> Having issues with your whippersnapper here? We're going to put peanuts in your testicles. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Trust us. We're yeah. doctors. Salty peanuts, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. this is That is yeah, the so craziest that's the thing. Of, that's the story of Dr. Brinkley. Oh, my goodness. That is insane. Pretty wild, pretty wild. You know, uh, I think... Even though we hadn't discussed it, our guys, uh, our uh, stories are very similar. Yeah, because this guy also started out like he couldn't do anything wrong. Right. I just can't believe that the front, like, there wasn't that one person that was just like, "Wait a second, Doc, hang on a second, really, goats? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody. Yeah, I know. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the who? The like, first. If- let me tell you something. That first person to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to try this." That's desperation. And I then here's oh, the other yeah. thing. So many people did it. Does that mean it's because it worked? Well, I don't know. I kind of think sometimes if you're going to go to that far of, uh, you know, of, go that far out for something, you're not like you're going to want it to work. You're not going to admit that it didn't and look like a yeah. fool. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if you were the ones who said, no, well, I went and had this operation 
Uh, my whippersnapper, I got these. Do uh, you admit to it though? I mean, there's no way you admit to it, right? Because every like, if you're if you're around your friends, right, your guy friends, yeah, you admit this once, you're forever known as the dude with the goat balls, bro. Could you imagine the first time it comes up in conversation, it just stops all conversation, (laughs) and you can't even help it. It's just like you're at a restaurant and you're ordering, and you're like, "Yeah, can I get a beard?" And they're like, "What was that? (laughs) What was that?" You become like Goat Boy from SNL. Exactly, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Seriously, that's the craziest thing I've ever... I thought, okay, I thought my three stories were like, oh, man, I can't believe that. I never heard of it. Yeah, that's the craziest thing. That trumps them. Yeah. So, you know, Chris, I guess here's the question. If we were alive back then, <laughs> and if we had this issue, I already know I would never think about no. Goat Balls putting me. No. <laughs> what about you? No. <laughs> No way. Again, like my common sense tells me, hang on a second. That's an animal. No, thank you. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to assume their testes are different from mine. I'm assuming so. Good Lord. And and then, like I yeah. said, there's no possible way he had that many goats. So at some point, I would be the kind of person to start questioning. I'd, I'd start calling out conspiracy. Like, what else are you using? Because you don't have enough goats, buddy. Yeah. And if you do, are you just like going, how many goats did you use? Right. You did use goats. Exactly. And if you're doing 50 people a week. A week, right? And this went on for decades. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of goats. And let me tell you something. Back then from the 1910s and 20s, man, they were, you know, that from the the 1890s to the 1910s and 20s, they were still doing grave robbing, man. They were still doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. I'm with you, goat ball robbing. Ugh, or dead man balls robbing. Yes. Good Lord. Yeah. Don't put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, this is, you know what? This is more than I need. I got to get out of this clubhouse because I feel like I need a shower now. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's go get clean. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We very much appreciate all of you. For sure. Uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, Chris, I'm. I think I'm done. So if you could hit those lights on your way out, that'd be great. Alrighty, all you uh, creepers, make sure you whipper your snappers. Johnny, take us out. As always, as you're whippering your snapper, I invite you to stay odd.